Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The kind of old-fashioned cop who preferred working the streets and making arrests to taking tests toward promotion. He was the closest thing New York had to a dirty Harry. This is One Tough Podcast on the OG Podcast Network. Here's your host, Bo Deedle. Welcome to One Tough Podcast. I'm joined here as always with my man Carlo, Hello. who's the producer man. And I tell you what we got here today. Carlo kept telling me, oh, you got to have this guy Frank Pinello. How do you say your name? Pinello, Pinello. Pinello, that's Italian. This guy Frank Pinello, he's the pizza guy from Vice. You know, I know the head of Vice. What's the name? The Shane, broad. Shane the broad. What's the name? Oh, uh, the new CEO, to be honest. She came from the History Channel. Yes. I don't even know her name to be what is the, I had a meeting with her. What was her name? <laughs> yeah, I forget off the top of my head. Everybody forgets. What do I got here? <laughs> I forget. I need you guys to remember. Well, in any case, you're Vice Media. You got a show all about pizza. And Frank, it's called The Best Pizza in Williamsburg. It's called The Pizza Show on Viceland. Yes. I mean, let me tell you about pizza first from my own feelings, because my mother was born in Catania, Sicily. So I got a little bit of Italian in me, a little bit of German, but I think I'm more Italian than German. Yeah. Pizza, to me, it's a simple product, but people don't know what the hell they're doing. And when you get New York pizza, you could get that Chicago garbage in a thick thing. It's like eating <laughs> New York pizza is the best pizza in the world. And I challenge anywhere in this world to compare with our New York pizza. So talk to me about your pizza. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I'm a Brooklyn guy like you. I was born in Brooklyn, born in Bensonhurst. Um, my family is also from Sicily. My mother's from oh. Palermo, yeah. yeah. My father's from Bauschina, so a little bit right outside of Palermo. So I grew up with my nonna nonna doing everything at home, <clears throat> doing the sozitsa, the dried sausage, making wine in the basement, all the gaguzza the outside. Gaguzza. Go, for, for people listening, gaguzza are squashes, and they can become big. Yes. Gaguzza yeah. long That gaguzza long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. So um, I grew up with an amazing food family, but not only that, I grew up between 16th Avenue and 17th Avenue, so... Some of the best pizzerias, you know. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> you know, I come from Ozone Park. All right. All I right. had Angelo's Pizza on my corner. It's defunct now, but that was on 124th Street and 101st Avenue. And I used to go to every Friday night and get the pizza there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, when he turned his back, I used to grab into the mozzarella there, <laughs> stuff it in my mouth and the eat the mozzarella spot. when he wasn't looking. But to me, that was the best growing up. It was a thin crusted, nice. Yeah. And it was really good. And, uh, you know, so what got you interested in pizza? Yeah, I, I understand the family with the food. What, what got you interested in pizza? Yeah, so I grew up with this amazing food family. So naturally, I went into my first job was working at a pizzeria. Um, so I worked at pizzerias, I worked at restaurants, and I got out of high school, and 
I took a job doing like the stockbroker thing, but it wasn't like a real stockbroker. It was like out on Long Island. I was cold, cold, and like like Stratton Oakmont, robbing the people, <laughs> robbing the people. Yeah, yeah. Like the boy yeah. went to the Series Seven class, and everybody got locked up. Yeah, from the place that I was in. So, you know, I realized <laughs> that business wasn't for me. But and, they all had new cars, and nice suits, and Rolexes, and everything. Patty <laughs> Felipe's, maybe. <laughs> and they weren't on that level yet. But uh, yeah, I looked up to all these guys, and everybody was like. You know, forget college. It costs you too much money to go to college. Come work for us. You'll make money. We'll turn you into a broker. And then. Well, that sucked. That business. Yeah. Yeah. So then you decided what? I decided that was my only break from food. I said, I love food. I did this other job. Hold on a second. You actually have like a, like a. Uh, a doctorate degree like this culinary school? You actually went to a school? Yeah, I went to the Culinary Institute in Hyde Park. Wow, which, that's like the top school. Yeah, it's a very great um, classically French uh, school, you know, where you, you cut learn. your finger off at any point? Uh, you know what? I'm pretty good. I've been lucky with burns <laughs> and cuts, but I've got a few here and there. I got a couple, you know, blisters going on, but... That's a sign of a hard work, right? You know. No, 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 no. Sometimes when you chop, because I know when I when I <laughs> chop onions and I get don't get my finger out of the way. Sometimes I cut it. Yeah, I, I like cooking. And I didn't go to no culinary institute. I used to watch my father because he was a chef. Yeah. And on Sundays, used to watch him cook. And my mother and I learned. Then I actually learned recipes from Vinnie Rayo up at the famous Rayo's restaurant. I used to watch, because years ago in the early 70s, when we were cops, detectives up there, yep. nobody would be in the joints. I used to yep. go in the kitchen. I used to watch how they cooked every day, and I do got all those recipes up here. And I'm telling you something, simplicity's good, but also, you know, using garlic and using very, very fine tomatoes. Because, yeah. you know, you got tomatoes. I hate uh, diner tomatoes, hard tomatoes. Hard tomatoes are like a, a gal with false, you know, fake breasts. Hard tomatoes, I don't like them. I like soft red tomatoes that oh, are juicy, yeah. call them, right? Right. Uh, I don't like to compare them. breasts with tomatoes, but I hate <laughs> false breasts. I like real breasts. They're I'm both sorry. juicy and delicious. Right? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, you know what? If you grew up like a grandfather, like we both probably did, and you were in the garden Backyard. with him, and he picked the tomatoes, my grandfather used to carry the salt shaker in his pocket, right? Yeah. So we'd be in the backyard. He had his he had his knife with him as always. Cut it open. Put a little salt right there. It was still warm from the sun. I could taste that tomato in my mouth. We grew up in a place called Ozone Park, Queens. Yeah, of yeah. course. Johnny Gotti that, was yeah. my friend over there. Yeah. The Scopos. Yeah. I had a garden in the backyard. Some older tank. I owned the house before I bought it. He used to go to Aqueduct Racetrack yeah. and get the horse manure. Yeah, of course. I used to put a thing in the ground. Bloop, yeah. Watermelon. Bloop, uh, tomatoes everywhere like this. Everybody used to say, Bo, where are you getting this stuff from? That was the secret. He had all the, from the eighth race, when the, <laughs> when the horse broke down... And he shitted himself. We would take that, oh, yeah. put it in the garden. That's a that's, big thing, garden. That's a yeah, my, my team Mamidu has a who in uh, on 66th Street. They used to go to uh, Park Slope where they had the stables. Do the same thing. And they got that's all the, the Carlo. That's, that's all the, the Italians secret. did it. That's a, the secret that's is old timers. Yep. I can say horse shit because it's horse shit. Okay. That's the real old time. It's springtime. So if anybody listening, they might be planning their garden. No, I'm serious. You know what? Just go go buy aqueduct or something. Give the guy a couple of dollars. Say, (laughs) I'd like a couple bushels of horse manure. And they'll give it to you, and very nice. You put that, but you gotta be careful. You gotta mix it with the soil because oh, yeah. otherwise the acidity could, yeah. could, could be a little too much. Too much nitrogen. But yeah. Let's get back now. Now, so now you went to Culinary Institute, yep. and then you started focusing on pizza. Why pizza? 
So when I got out of Culinary Institute, I, I didn't really care about making money. It was just all about art and doing food and working for a great chef. So I went around and I worked in some great fine dining restaurants. I worked for some great chefs. And uh, at the time, Chipotle was really exploding. And um, Steve Ells was a, a alumni from CIA. So I started getting obsessed with quick service and the idea of doing really good food, but in a quick service setting. And, um, you know, pizza was very natural to me. So I started working at a restaurant called Roberta's, which is sure. very famous yeah. in Brooklyn. And uh, it's kind of a mix between, like, a hipster pizzeria but also fine dining. And it just kind of struck me, like, maybe I should do an old-school pizzeria like I grew up going to, except do it with, like, the focus of a four-star restaurant, you know, of a fine dining restaurant. And so that's what we did. We came across this spot in Williamsburg with a 110-year-old wood fire oven right down the block from... You know, uh, Mount Carmel Church, where the Giglio feast is every year. I know. You got Father Shakedown Jamie. Uh, Monsignor Shakedown. <laughs> I call him Monsignor Shakedown Jamie uh, Monsignor. Yeah. That's the guy, right? Uh, I don't know nothing. Yeah, you know I, I know what know I'm talking about. All he does is shake me down from my Rayo's table. I told him. One time I had two stents put in my heart. I'm at NYU Hospital laying in there, and I got my my brother was there. Margo was there. Jamie comes in, Dominus, Dumbiscum, whatever, all that stuff. And I go, hi, Jamie. He he goes, Bo, he goes, how do you feel? I said, I feel fine. He goes, I got to tell you something. I said, what do you got to tell me? Oh, we had the Brooklyn Archdiocese fundraiser last <laughs> night, and uh, we auctioned your Rayo's table off. I look at him. I said, why wouldn't you call me? Oh, we got 25000 for it. I said, well, why wouldn't you call me up and ask me at least to do this? He goes, it gets a little worse. I said, worse? He goes, we auctioned two tables and got 50000 I said, Jamie, the Pope don't get 50000 the, the Pope don't get two tables from Rayo's. I said, this guy shows up. Now uh, he's on him in the grotto. What's that called when you don't like nobody? Persona non grotto. Persona that one. He's one of those things, right? Yeah, yeah. Now my, fa- my brother died only a couple months ago. My best friend, my brother. So I called. This is my brother's. He used to wear this. I wear this for my brother. So my my bracelet. So I call up Jamie after my brother died. I needed like a little spiritual support. Yeah, yeah. I call him up one day, two day, three day, four day. Fifth day he calls back. He calls me from St. Bart's. This is a priest. This is my priest in St. Bart's running around with a ball hug, a bathing suit on. You want to know something? That's bull crap. I said, you know, Jamie, lose my number. You know what I do from now on? I pray directly to God. That's I don't it. need no intermediaries, and that's what I'm going to do from now on. I need God. I go to church. I say, God, please, I'm talking to you directly. I don't need no intermediaries. Yeah. Well, let's get back there's to the too picture. many Mercedes in the church parking lots. No, days. no, there's too many other things that I don't like. Yeah. And uh, the Pope yeah. and all these cardinals, they know a lot of stuff that went on, and I don't like that, and I'm angry with my Catholic religion. That's something else. Let's I go agree. back to pizza. I agree. Okay, so what about your ingredients? What makes your pizza better than anybody's? So first thing, we have a... 100-year-old wood fire oven, so it's almost like a marriage between old-school New York, because we serve it by the slice, but we're cooking them in wood fire ovens and then finish them in gas ovens. So it's kind of a a, two-step. Yeah, it's kind of a hybrid between Napoli and New York. The best pizza I ever ate in New York, one of the best, was a place on 117th Street, First Avenue, called Patsy. And they have the, the original best. cold there. The As best. a cop and the detective, I used to eat that pizza. The only problem is you can't buy that pizza, bring it home, because the mozzarella goes right off and rolls right off. Yeah. You got to eat it in the joint. Right there. That's, there's not too many places that have coal anymore. That's one of the ones that still are able to use cold. 100%. Delicious. That, when I used to do my research as a young cook, 
I used to drive up to Patsy's all the time just to go eat. That. But you have to eat it there because you take it in the yeah. box. You ever take it home? Yeah. It rolls off. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Hot, so hot it rolls off. It yeah. doesn't adhere it's to. It's like it. Dom DeMarco too in Brooklyn. You know, yeah. you got to eat his pizza when you get it. Yeah, he's in there and he's he's like it's like watching theater when he makes pizza. He's one of my biggest inspirations. He uses. The greatest ingredients. Now, what kind of use them in Marizano tomatoes? We use Italian tomatoes, but we also like... Not San Marizano? Well, we do. We do use a San Marizano, but I look at the pizzeria as an American pizzeria. So we try to use as many American products Ah. as possible. And there's very, really good American products to be sourced here now, like cheeses that are made by guys that really know what they're doing. We do all the fresh mozzarella ourselves, so I'm not buying grande like the other guys and, you know, putting it through the machine. We get the curd, we roll it. Ah, you it. actually make your own mozzarella. Everything for yeah. all the pizza. It's hard on so. the hands. Yeah. It's, it's hard yeah. on the hands. A lot, lot, lot of hot, a lot of hot water. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know. So I, you got the, the, the tomatoes. Do you cook your sauce? No, raw sauce. Raw sauce, yep. okay. And the oven is very hot, so the idea is that if we mix the, a tomato like the San Marzano with a lot of minerals in it, and then we mix it with an American tomato that has a little more acidity, that it kind of has a complex flavor, and in the high heat ovens, it kind of cooks down itself. So that's your old style. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, so you think yeah. it all goes back to the oven? The oven's key. It's very important. I right? think it's one of the big things, but like Bo said, pizza's very, it's simple, but it's very nuanced. Yeah, like what you're describing is very, very nuanced. You know, the mineral content of the stuff yeah. just to get the balance of the flavor and the heat. So like, yeah. what was the process of developing this? Did yeah. it take a long time? You know, when you developed it, you had some trials. You tested different uh, recipes. A lot. Right? A yeah. lot. There's a lot, of, um, there's a lot of R&D in the beginning. But there's also, like, just a lot of, indi- like, being a, a New York guy, you, like, working in pizzerias growing up, there's not anything written down about these places. Yeah. It's just passed down from grandfathers yeah, yeah. to families to the guy in the neighborhood that took over the shop. So, like, learning those little tricks made a big difference in my like, career. You know, my one of my dear friends, Guy Fieri, mm. you know, he's got that show. It's addictive. I mean, you turn on that show, yeah. you watch Guy Fieri go to all these different places. Guy's a dear friend. I've been to his home in California. Yeah, where yeah. We cooked there, and all his boys, all, and, and all his boys were drunk there, and they, <laughs> he made the peasant sauce there with the olives. What do you call Punta Nesca. Punta Nesca with the anchovies. <laughs> so, Guy's a good friend of mine. I, I tell you, I, I turn that on, I get addicted one after another. Yeah, like with yeah, the pimple, Dr. Pimple Popper. Um, I put that on. I, I get addicted. I get addicted to that. Or <laughs> naked and afraid. I get addicted I love to that. Show. I love that show. Well, Carlo, I don't watch Housewives of, uh, of New York. I like to watch real stuff, okay? Right. Real stuff. Of course. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, going back to the pizza thing, did you know Carlo and I opened a pizza place? No, get out of here. So I, this is a story that's going to be first told on this podcast. So I get a call. From somebody who says, Bo, I need your help, right? He goes, I'm opening a pizza place, but uh, the, the chef of the old pizza place I stole away from this pizza place. Okay, okay. I said, you know, that's not a nice thing. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like nice things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they take the pizza guy, and he and he start, he's going to open up a new place with the recipes that he learned from this other pizza place. So I get a couple of my boys. I get a couple of my boys down here. We go to the yeah, pizza place. Yeah. And it's a place called, it's number one rated in New York, Prince Street Pizza. Yeah. You've heard of it. So I go down to Prince Street Pizza. We go into the basement, me, Mike, and Mike. And all of a sudden, this guy, Frank Morano's there. Yeah, So we start talking. He goes, Bo, you know my father. 
which I remember his dad. Yeah. Cool guy, great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden we're down there and I said, look, Frank, these, it ain't like the old days. You got to be careful. Everything you do, I said, these freaking cops will lock your ass up if you start doing something that's a little out of line. Of course. So I, I'm trying to calm you down because it ain't worth it. Yeah. So I'm trying to be a peacemaker. Yeah. Then all of a sudden he goes to me, Bo, would you like a piece of our, 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 our square of pepperoni pizza? Yeah, the pepperoni, he, the spicy pepperoni pie. He brings it. And let me tell you something, Frank. Good. I've never eaten a pie like I bit into it was crispy on the outside and the pepperonis were all well done. Yeah, it was like eating the bacon on top. Tops, and I ate yeah. it. I went like this, holy shit. Yeah. I said, I love it, Frank. Yeah. So as I leave there, I said, Frank, did you ever think of opening another one? He goes, yeah, I thought about it. I said, I'm very serious. I would like to open a Prince Street Pizza on the Upper East Side. Yeah, yeah. So I go to Carlo. I said, Carlo, let's open a joint. We're going to open one up. We got the joint on 73rd, 74th, 2nd Avenue. What we're going to do is we're going to knock off directly. We're going to use the same sauce. He cooks his sauce exactly like it. No de- <laughs> no deviations. We're going to have Prince Street Pizza North. Yeah. I don't know if you know Prince Street Pizza. Any time of day and night you yeah, go there, the, line the line's around the block. We went there with the show, with the pizza show that I did. Is it unbelievable? We went there. It was great. Yeah, you love the been, pizza? Love the pizza. Well, we, you can come Frank's up to ours when we're opening next month. I would love to. I would love to. But you love the pizza, right? So it's, it's, is it a partnership with Prince Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. I, it's going to be, well, we're going to pay him a royalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A license agreement. But part of the agreement is we don't deviate anything right. the way he has makes that pizza. It's going to be exact. And you want to know something? When I taste that pizza, and I challenge anybody that else. Square is good. That's with square the pe- is I love pepperoni. Good. Oh, very good. and they it's make good. them crispy on top. Yeah. So Carl and I are going to be opening up in the next couple of months, right? Yeah. Carl? Congratulations! Yeah, That's yeah. A big news. That's awesome. Yeah, and it will come on your show. You come. Yeah, and be we'll Prince bring, Street North. We'll come. We'll come visit you with uh, with the cameras and. Guys, one, we'll do a little pop up. Best pizza with Prince Street. We'll do something. Well, you know what? You know what? Why I like it too is uh, Frank Morano Mm -hmm. did a lot with the social media Mm -hmm. to bring it Mm -hmm. up. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. social media sells. He spent a lot of time and effort bringing it up. If you Google best pizza in New York, he got pops up as number one. But I'm not going by that. I'm going by my palate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My palate bit into that Sicilian pepperoni. Yeah. And it was like making love, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost. Almost. (laughs) It was good, but. So now you have this TV show. Yeah, so how did the show come about? Yeah, yeah let's yeah. talk about your show. Yeah, so like uh, probably like seven or eight years ago, um, Vice, their original office was right down the block. I'm on half of my between North 7th and North 8th. I've been to the headquarters. Yeah, yeah. So so the new headquarters you were probably at. But the old By the one, water. <laughs> right, exactly. The beautiful new building. Um, the old one was right on North 8th. And they were there for a bunch of years. And a lot of the producers and people would come in and eat. <clears throat> So they asked me to do a show. It's called Chef's Night Out, where they invited chefs that they liked yeah. out, and you got to pick your favorite restaurant. So uh, instead of bringing them to like my favorite restaurant, I was like, "Well, my favorite restaurant is my grandmother's basement." You know, <laughs> so, like, so we, I brought them to, to my grandmother's house in 66th Street, and we went to the basement, and she cooked, and then we went to Villa Bata on 18th Avenue, and a couple, you know, J and V on 18th Avenue, a couple of Da Vinci's, a couple other places I grew up going to. And it was like really good, you know. They like it, it was just uh, the segment went really well, and a lot of it was pizza, me making pizza, and like my family, and you know, my grandmother didn't speak a lick of English, so it was like old school, kind of like the way yeah. we, we grew up, you know. And um, I, I'm lucky, I think, because my parents came here later and later on, so I got uh, a lot of you that first old generation. Growth. Yeah, both. Yeah. Me too. Yep, first generation, first generation. 
Um, so yeah, so uh, I think that went. So then really they well. contacted you from Vice. Yeah, and then they and then after yeah after that we did that show. They asked me to shoot a pilot for the pizza show because uh, and that's all you do is pizza. Home. Yeah, well, actually, you know, I'm trained in classical French cuisine, you know, so... I like I, French food. Yeah, I do, too. I like French food. I do, too. I don't like the Parisian nasty people, yeah, yeah, but yeah, the country yeah, yeah. French, I go to St. Bart's all the time. Yeah. Beautiful country French, yeah. and I love the banquette, the fresh banquettes. Uh, There's nothing like the, cheese, uh, wine Bordeaux. I love French Bordeaux. Uh, Better than California garbage. Yes. Bordeaux wine. Foie I love gras, that. Yeah. Little oh, I love the hot and the, the crusty bread. Oh, oh yeah. Carla, you know this nice stuff? Nice glass yeah. of wine. Absolutely. That's yeah. good stuff. That's, but that's French, French cuisine is very, very good. Very rich. Very yeah. very uh, rich with the cheeses yes, and all that the stuff. Cream like, and the cheese. I like that joint on 52nd Street, Bob, uh, the frog, a linguin willy, yeah, will. What's it called? Uh, I can't pronounce on, it either. I don't know how to say it. Linguin will, yeah, yeah, very nice. That Neiman Drew Neiman Port restaurant, I think. Same guys, Drew. Think uh, Drew's so. a friend of ours. Uh, uh, Drew, yeah, yeah. Drew's a good friend. I, he does that noble too. Yep, yeah, noble. Yep. Yeah. So then, all of a sudden, you start the show. You got a good response with the show. Yeah, <clears throat> it's covered good. So what's your next stuff you're going to get involved with? Well, I, <coughs> so I just got back uh, from Kuwait. I opened, well, I've been Kuwait? getting, yeah, I've been doing a lot of consulting. So um, You I can't first, bring the pepperonis to Kuwait. No. <laughs> they don't like, they don't eat the pig. Oh, they don't eat the pig. If, you, if I got caught with a slice of prosciutto, they would fucking throw <laughs> me away for life. Oh, no, no, that's serious. It was like being in jail going to Kuwait. I mean, don't I love my bacon, man. I love my bacon. Oh, And I was just getting my shoe shine before downstairs, and I'm there, and I'm in a kind of a happy mood. (laughs) You know why I'm in a happy mood? Because it's almost weekend time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weekend's not made for Michelob. Weekend's made for both. (laughs) And I just can't wait to get my car, get out to the Hamptons on the water. The white swans pass by. Uh, I sit there and it's. I come like this, sizzle down, man. Because uh, New York all week, I'm fit fighting. I just calm down. I, I recommend it to anybody. Get out of this city. Get out of this city on the weekend and come down. Bring the pressure level. I was in down. Montauk yesterday looking nice. at a pizzeria. Cool. I went like that, like exactly what you're saying. I heard the crickets. I looked up. I saw the stars. Yeah. I looked at the water. It was like natural relaxation. It is. It is. I recommend that to everyone who's all stressed out, whether they have financial problems or whatever. Hop on the Long Island Railroad. Get out there. Pitch a tent, whatever you want to do. But get out to the nature, man. That's what it's all about. Yes. But so now your next thing is you're going to open a place up in Montauk, maybe? So Montauk. You ain't got many people there. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't got many people there. Yeah. Well, the consulting thing is it was big for me. I traveled the world doing consulting. I went to Korea. I did Hong Kong. I did London, um, L.A., Miami, a bunch of places. And I set up basically partnerships with all these places or kind of just, uh, you know, spread the culture of pizza, which was kind of really the thing. Then I got the job in Kuwait, which was really interesting for me. I did that. I ended up in a palace in Abu Dhabi talking to, wow. you know, the ministry about Helping them with food and beverage. Yeah, and then I've um, been over there in Saudi yeah. Arabia two dozen times. Yeah, uh, every twenty minutes they go. Every twenty minutes you hear the loudspeakers going. Oh yeah, oh and yeah. I was in uh, Riyadh and Jeddah. Yeah, yeah, All these yeah. people, they're crazy, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I go to Qatar next month. Have you ever been? I've never, I've never been, been to Qatar. Qatar. Never, never been, been there. Either. You ever been to Qatar? No, I was in Abu Dhabi in Dubai last winter. 
Yeah, well, you know I what? I'd rather that's take. Nice. Guitar. I'd rather take one of your kitchen knives and drive it through my head <laughs> and go back to the Middle East. <laughs> I mean that. I, uh, yeah, it's not. Listen, you can't. You can't drink. You can't do any other things that people like to do. <laughs> you can't kiss your girlfriend in the street. Yeah. You can't have. I couldn't find a fucking slice of prosciutto if I wanted to. No. You couldn't. I. You couldn't even go on your computer and. Uh, you know, look yeah, at pretty sexy. girls. Everything you know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. there's nothing. It's like being in. But but in I, I'll get it. yeah, I I remember when I was there. In, I was there in the late seventies, early eighties. Wow. I'll never forget. I turned on TV. I was in one of the princes' palaces in Riyadh. I actually saw the beheading of one hundred people. People who sold drugs or who were involved with robberies. They beheaded. It was like a, like you go to the supermarket. The head oh, was being man. chopped off. I watched that stuff. Then I used to jog around Riyadh. I was stuck in the palace for a couple of days. People would yell at me, and I'm, I'm yelling back. They would have the Bedouins. Bedouins yeah, are the, the poor Bedouins. people. Yeah, the Bedouins. And the, 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 the royal family comes from all the, they got all the money. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they have a big feast at 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then all that food they bring to the Bedouins to the yeah. lot across the street. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just, I don't like different it. Different culture. It's I different. don't like it. I love my country, but I this, this country's a great place. But these uh, penis-licking liberals, yeah. man, they got to get rid of them. Yeah, I mean, they want to yeah. change everything. Yeah. What, what, America's great. Now, I'm not trying to be Trump, but America is a great country. We love this country. We've got to keep ourselves strong. We can't let these liberals take away all our freedoms. They want to share what money you make. Yeah. They want to go into your bank account and share it. What do they want to share? Now they want us to give reparations to uh, the African-Americans from what happened 200 years ago. Yeah. Hey, I wasn't there. I didn't do nothing. Leave me alone. Go work hard. Go make your own money. Right? Yeah, it's, those are complicated situations, you know, and I, but I do, uh, you know, I do, I did witness the American dream with my own eyes, and anybody that says that it's dead, I, I don't believe that. For, no, and that dream is there for, if you're African American, yeah. I don't know, what do you call it, black now? You can't say African American. I don't know what the new call is. Yeah. I think it's black now. Whether you're black, Hispanic, brown skin, and then they get pissed off at the Asians. The poor Asian kids study real hard. They get into all these good schools. Hey, my compliments, because when the other kids are out smoking uh, pot and driving their brains into another dimension, these kids are studying, and they have a right to go to these good colleges because they put the time in there. You want to go to Harvard? Get off your ass and study and go, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, you know, I mean, like like you, I mean, growing up in, in New York, you see it. People come here from all different countries and make, and make it. it. And make it. And you know what? Hey, how they make it? Hard, Hard work, work equals success. Complacency is the death of success. You want to sit back waiting to win the lottery? It ain't happening. Not happening. And the new generation, my own kids, the new generation thinks, oh, you made a lot of money. Here, I want this. How about getting off your ass and working for it and make your own money. Make success out of yourself. Nobody handed me nothing. You know what I'm saying, brother? Yeah, I know. Of course. I know. You're a hardworking guy. You're a first-generation American, and you love this country, and you had to work, right? Absolutely, and I wanted to make my grandfather proud always. I always wanted to make my father proud because, you know, my grandfather was a janitor at Manhattan Plaza over here. You know, my father, blue-collar guy, um, and for us, me and my brother, it was always like take the next step up the ladder to make 
damn proud, you know what I mean? You know, and when, when the Italians came over here, my mother told me stories about, they used to call them zips. Yeah, and would they, we would went be, They'd be the hog, uh, the underground hog workers, mm -hmm. the tunnels that were dug for these subway tunnels and mm -hmm. all. The Italians, they used to throw them down there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was something that, oh, the, the menial jobs the Italians got mm -hmm. during the last turn of the mm -hmm. century. But that was it. You worked hard, and a lot of them worked hard, and they opened businesses up, they bought nice things, yeah. and they worked hard and they saved. Absolutely. They used to, when I was a constructor, I was an iron worker and a laborer. Uh -huh. They used to uh -huh. eat broccoli rob sandwiches on good Italian. <laughs> mm. oh, no it. meat in there. That's it. Broccoli rob on fresh Italian bread. Yeah. You ever eat that? Yeah. Or a little provolone yeah. too is good. Well, yeah, we're, they we're couldn't sure. even afford the provolone. No. They put breadcrumbs on top of the broccoli <laughs> rob with the bread. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, but you're really off and running, baby. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's nice to represent where I'm from and do the food that is very important to me that my grandmother cooked and you know I grew up with this Fincioni and the, the grandma style pizza we serve it you know I throw anchovies and everything because like that's how she cooked you know and um, yeah it's nice to be representing my culture and doing what we doing what I do and spreading it around the world now you know I had an uncle who was uh who worked at the 6-2 precinct and then worked in Brooklyn Homicide I, don't I, I retired out of Brooklyn North yeah, Homicide Brooklyn South what was Coney Island Tony Angotti my last case was the Palm Sunday Massacre. Was he on the force in 84, 85? Oh, yeah. He was a dinosaur. He went all the he He passed away now. Rest oh, in peace, Tony. I guarantee you I knew him. Because yeah, he knew was, you. He talked about you a lot to me. Really? Yeah, he would always, anytime we saw you on TV, he would always say, you know, Bo and I, like, excuse me, Bo and I worked closely um, on cases. I mean, I know you crossed, may have crossed. Wow. Well, that, that, it makes me, whatever hair I got, stand up, God yeah. bless your uncle. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm losing everybody. I just lost two partners from the Palm Sunday Massacre. Everybody's uh, dying around me. And like uh, your, your uncle, you know, I mean, they, these are, they call them dinosaurs because yeah. they were from the old school. Yeah. Then today, these poor kids are out there. They can't even do their job. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, talking up about your, your new project, so you're going to definitely open something up in the uh, Montauk? We're very close this week. Um, if everything goes well, the lease will be signed. And uh, we have a really spectacular place. It's in a unique location. And, um, yeah, we think that we could really go out there and make a difference and kind of like, you know, be instead of being like one of these really bougie places where it's too grand to walk in and get a bottle, it's kind of bringing it back for a place where the fishermen could go and a local guy could go and hang out and have a beer and a slice of pizza and not have to spend 10 grand. You, you know, know and it's just funny, Carlo, pizza. It's a simple word, simple premise, simple product. Yeah. Not crazy, mm -hmm. but if you use the right ingredients and you cook it properly, pizza will always be. And frig those damn diets. People say, hey, I can't eat pizza. I'm on a <laughs> diet. Kiss my butt. Give me a nice piece of delicious pizza, yeah. Carlo. All the burn time. the roof of my mouth yeah. when I eat it because I love pizza. And that's why I had you there because pizza is one of my favorites. And we're opening up the Prince Street Pizza, and I want you over there. I would love to come and support. I'm going to send you guys some pizzas. We'll settle up before we leave, but we'll bring a bunch of pizzas for everybody here. For, oh, that's very for nice. Yeah, that's yeah. very nice. Very soon we'll Now, do let's talk about how people how people can reach out to you on all your social media and where your show is, what when your show's on and all yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, 
You could find me at at Best Pizza on Havamaya Street between North 7th and North 8th. Uh, my Instagram is bestpizza33, and that has all the information about, uh, you know, my locations. I have a new place in New Rochelle called uh, La Rosa, Pizzeria La Rosa. Oh, that's your place? Yeah. yeah that's oh, it's place. the old modern. It's the old modern. They got an old oven in with there. With the yeah. old ovens. Yeah, I'm attracted to that old stuff, you know. And then, um, obviously, uh, if you guys are into Vice Network or the pizza show, um, you can find it on uh, Vice's platform, Munchies, um, and they also played on Viceland, the TV show. So you're on every there's week. A lot going on uh, right now, it's on a little bit of a hiatus, but we just did uh, two how tos. So right now on the website is I did Clams Casino, kind of like an old school Clams uh, Casino. So we did a how to for that, and we also did a how to for calzone, like just traditional calzone, how to make a yeah, calzone. Yeah, you know how to make fake clams, Carlo. Fake clams, yeah, of course. How do you make them, Carlo? Let me hear. You to get good clams. I know what he's waiting clams, for. Clams, I know what he's waiting kick for. Kick out. So what are you, you doing? Breadcrumbs. Oh, tell me how you're doing it. <laughs> uh, garlic. Yeah. Uh, a little oil. You put them on a platter. You put it in the oven. No, you didn't. He wants to know what you, you do with the clam. No, 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 no. He wants to know what you, you do with the you clam. Didn't tell me. <laughs> Let me explain to you. Okay. I, let's get your recipe. Out. First of all, clams there's two schools here. First of all. I do use Four Seasons, and I do use El Progresso flavored breadcrumbs. The, the, the best. The best. But you got to beef them up a little bit. I eat those with a spoon. you got to beef them up. you got to grind a little garlic in there, too. you got to put a little garlic in there. So you put it in your and fresh parsley. It's a little trick. Finally cut. Uh-huh. Finally cut. You put it in there, right? Then you got a piccolo Romano cheese. Oh. You put cheese. A lot of people don't put cheese. I put cheese. You put a little in there. Now you get really good olive oil. You put it in there. You make it into a, a mushitation. You know, yeah, you know what a mushitation is? <laughs> and then you take your clam. You make sure you do a full a full cut underneath. There we go. Full cut so it comes up. Not these big chowder clams. Not the little teeny blinis. The mediums are good. Then you pack it on top. You put them under the oven. You let them nice bake in the oven, nice crispy on top. Uh-huh. A little lemon on top, Carla. We're home free. You That's, like that one? I love it because you leave the clam bellies in. Some oh, guys take the bellies nah. out and chop them up. That's what I was waiting for. No, no. That's a no-no. That's a no-no. Look at the size of me. Do you think I don't know food? (laughs) Come on, Frank. Look at the size of me. You know. You know. But uh, you know what we do? Every week we have a a punk of the week. Whatever bothers you, what's going on with an issue, with a person, whatever whatever your punk of the week, what is bothering you this week? I'd like to hear. Uh, My punk of the week, and uh, I don't know if it's going to offend anybody, but is Nothing uh, offends anybody on my show. Is this the Hudson Yard? is my punk of the week it's a punk it's a fucking mall it's a mall there's nothing special about it in my opinion you go there and architecturally there's nice buildings and i know it's not completely finished yet the beehive is cool but otherwise it's a mall in the middle of manhattan why the hell does anybody want to come to manhattan to go to the mall so for me and then you want to know something that's very serious about they're talking about $18 billion, $20 billion, $30 billion, whatever it's cost, and there's no real affordable housing there. It's every uh, one bedrooms are selling for, uh, one bedrooms are selling for five million bucks. Yeah, unlike the I second mean, floor. Who, who can afford these things? I like that punk. Carl, what's your punk of the week? Uh, the New York transit system. It took me an hour and 40 minutes to get to work today. It's crazy. Well, the mayor runs that. Uh, yeah. Mayor, mayor, uh, Big Bird de Blasio. I yeah, mean, the, the people wanted him back, and uh, Again, my punk of the week keeps going back to the same thing. But my punk of the week is going to be his wife. 
That's right. And if they don't like it, kiss my butt. He, she's a punk for wasting almost $800 million on the mental illness aspects. Mental illnesses are in our correction facilities, in our classroom, when other kids can't learn. They can't remove these kids from the class. So the kids that want to learn can't learn. The mental illness is what you see on the streets. And she spent almost $800 million, and she can't explain. She can't explain what she did with $800 million. I'll explain. I'd like to follow that money, and I'll guarantee you it's being diverted somewhere. That's my punk. And that's right, Mr. de Blasio. Your wife is the punk of the week for me. Right. If you don't like it, come see me at One Penn Plaza. All right. There you have it. That was uh Punk of the week for this okay, week. Okay, so very let's go through our things. Sides of issues. We want to thank Frank Pinello very much for coming today. We learned a lot about pizza and mm. you know the whole. Thank uh, you. Thank so like, Frank's going to become our new best friend. Thank oh, you. Absolutely. Thank you. So uh, we appreciate our fans. Keep sending us our emails. I mean, we read everything and we like we love your feedback. You can email your questions to one tough podcast at gmail dot com. You can follow us on social media. We're at one tough podcast on Twitter, and Bo is at Bo Deedle on Twitter, and at the real Bo Deedle on Instagram. And you can find us on all platforms. We love your feedback. Keep writing us and stay tuned for upcoming episodes. Frank, thank you so much. That, those that don't know, Bo is a New York legend. He's done a lot of things. Look this man up, and you'll find out a wealth of knowledge. So thank you. Thank, thank you for having me. God bless your on. uncle. God thank bless your you. Uncle. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. Yeah, your service. All right, we'll see you guys next week. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.